Hi, this is Jovi. This is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Bed Crime Crime Stories, Stories. a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and we take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. So um, we have a special guest with us in the studio today. Yes, we do. Um, We are having a little uh, sister night here at Charlie's house. So coming to you live from my dining room <laughs> is my sister. <laughs> Woo woo! So Sissy, say hi. Hello, everybody. Oh, hello, Sissy. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome to our humble um, recording. Yes. Okay. Yeah, wow. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel <laughs> it's an honor. It's an honor. Yes, yes. Uh, Sissy is a uh, longtime listener, first time guest. Yes. So uh, we're very excited to to have her here. Yes. Um, so normally, the way we kick off our podcast episodes is Jovi and I take a opportunity chat a little bit about either something true crimey that we're watching something true crimey that we're reading something true crimey that we have seen in headlines mm-hmm. so we figured I'm familiar with your work <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um so we figure since you are our guest is there any true crimey thing that you've been watching reading or doing Hopefully not doing. Don't be doing let's, true let's, crime. No, 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 no. Yes. No, Only no. reading about or watching. Okay, I won't confess now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Were you the second gummin on the grassy knoll? <laughs> I have definitely been addicted to catching up with Cold Justice mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. on Oxygen. Mm-hmm. Superior. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show has been very, very good. Very entertaining. Some very quality cases that they have... Um, been doing around the United States. It's been very interesting. Good. Nice. They good, just good. did their their last episode, two episodes were their hundredth. Ooh. So oh, wow. it was like a two part episode, which was very very good. Nice. Um, I and I've been watching the show since it started, and I feel that this year, I they have worked the cases where I think they have had more arrests than they ever had before. I was actually going to ask that. So mm-hmm. I unfortunately am a victim of cutting the cable and only doing streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, because with the Hulu that I have, I don't do the live. So if I can't get Cold Justice until the whole season is over. Mm-hmm. And then I'm able to watch. So I haven't gotten to watch yet this season. I also love Cold Justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jovi also loves Cold Justice. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a it's definitely a fave around these parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what I was going to ask about kind of the amount of arrests that they're doing because I know I think it was like the last season that I watched the whole season I think they maybe only had one and it's always like not that it's not good I just feel sometimes it's disappointing when they never when they don't get to that like that satisfactory ending of arresting someone I agree with that especially when you've sat through their them working through all of their evidence and the retracing of the steps and act you know kind of playing the crime itself and then you kind of have it in your mind that oh no oh it's this person yeah Yeah. exactly and then it goes nowhere um even if they haven't um did the physical arrest by the end of the show they have definitely had the good news where the county or city or however wherever they are has definitely given them the permission to, to go ahead to proceed and it looks good that they're going to get to that end point which yeah. is right right i will say when they first started they recapped a few of the episodes from previous seasons and they actually had 
like an arrest or two, which was surprising that that's how they kicked off the season. Nice. Yeah, so I like I that. Very impressed by that. Yeah, I that I, was good. I do like when they give the little update of like, oh, yes. hey, FYI, I remember this guy. He's in jail. Yes. So that's nice. And I mean, that's the whole thing that sucks about cold cases, though. Like, even if they do retrace steps and kind of play out the murder or whatever happened, murder, kidnapping, whatever the case may be, it's like, yeah, they're like, this is the person who did it, but yet they still don't have the evidence to do it. So it remains cold. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's what's frustrating. And I give both of the both of those ladies a lot of credit to to do it. Yeah. Because yeah. that can't be easy. Mm-hmm. It can't be. Yeah. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy The Cold Justice. I will say of all of the um, true crime documentary shows, I think Cold Justice is definitely my favorite. Yeah. It's very good. I mean, and not to say, I mean, those they're obviously real people, the people who are your characters, for a lack of a better term. And But you... The way that they interact is so professional, but they do mm. it with um, empathy and heart. And it, you it, you could tell that it really matters to them when they're working these cold cases. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Kelly, who's the lead, I guess, investigator for, you know, wonderful mm-hmm. when she's doing things. So yeah. I, um, I thoroughly enjoy her just the way she kind of throws herself into this and certain cases hit home and she's you know bound and determined to i mean she's bound and determined to solve all of them but there are some where she's you could just tell this means a lot yeah Yeah, for sure for sure yeah i definitely agree with that um now i already know the answer to this Mm -hmm. i'm gonna ask you anyway um of all time Mm -hmm. what is your favorite crime procedural fiction crime procedural i would have to say uh probably criminal minds um, it would be a toss-up between Criminal Minds. I'd like to throw Bones in there also, mm-hmm. but I, I think after watching it for quite some time, I would definitely say Criminal Minds over Bones yeah. at this point. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. How about you, Jovi? What's your favorite like fiction, crime, <laughs> procedural? Um, well, I honestly think that if you're a true crime true crime junkie and you don't like criminal minds, there's something there's something wrong. Certifiably wrong about it. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's one that everybody goes back to. Even right. like when yeah. you branch out and you try different shows, mm-hmm. that's always the OG. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say this besides criminal minds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I am a big fan of the NCIS and the CSI. Yeah, that's right. You so, are a big fan of those. Yeah, so those that. those two I, I really, really enjoy. And mm. I mean, NCIS, Michael Weatherly. I was going to say, that I was mean, your that was your boy. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah those yeah. would be, those would be, be my go-tos. Nice. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I have a soft spot for Chicago PD. <laughs> I was going to say, I know <laughs> that that's like, actually, yeah. that's what I kind of actually what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, um, same. That one is, it's a little different than Criminal Minds, though, because... It's more of the cop part of it. I don't know. Like, they don't usually... The investigation part is very cool. And what it's more... That one's more, I think, uh, dramatic. Yeah. And a little more exciting than right, Criminal right, right. Minds. I feel like Criminal Minds is... Wait for this. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. It's a thinker. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Chicago PD is just more exciting. And, you know, I, I... But, I mean, both of them are very good. But Criminal Minds, I have to say, probably is by far the best yeah. yeah and correct me if i'm wrong with chicago pd and i could be but isn't chicago pd a little bit more about the cops themselves and like their lives more so than the crimes that are happening 
Not really. The I will say I think I can when I watch it I feel that their yes, their personal lives are there, um, but they really are the backstory mm. in the show. Mm-hmm. Um the majority of the show definitely takes place at the precinct or in the cars while they're doing things and the personal story is there and you're aware of it because of course you know the characters and it's the same characters every week but right 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 it's still i i still feel like it's the backstory gotcha it doesn't they don't let it lead what's going on yeah Yeah. and charlie we you need to answer that question what's your favorite true crime procedural so i will say criminal minds is the superior i'm sorry i I, true, criminal minds is the superior true crime procedural yes like just i'm i will fight a person who's like no svu i'm like svu is good but yeah. it is no criminal minds mm-hmm. criminal minds is just superior yes i would actually say that my favorite besides criminal minds is bones yeah like even though those last couple of seasons got it got predictable it got whatever because they just added so many extra characters and stuff i absolutely love bones i always did and bones to me has a really good balance of like humor like that dark humor pulled into it and stuff so i i do enjoy the bones i'm also currently i have to say a little biased because i'm currently in the middle of a bones rewatch mm-hmm. so decided that that's going to be my my thing so yes i'm currently embroiled in a bones rewatch nice so very nice but yeah mm-hmm. very nice all right well sissy thank you so much for your input. Your input. We your insight. It. Well, thank you. Criminal Minds is cerebral. <laughs> that was that's going to be the word of the episode. Yes, exactly. Cerebral. Cerebral. I know big words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know big words. Um. All right. So is it time for I, us to yeah get I, into our bad crime story? I think so. Let's uh, Charlie. Why don't you take it away? All right. Well, this is going to be a somewhat light-ish crime. No one dies. Wow. So, yay. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to tell you all about the crime at the origin of Stockholm Syndrome. Ooh, okay. Yes, yes. So my sources for this afternoon are an article from All That's Interesting. Yes. um, An article from Mm History.com. And of course, the one and only Wikipedia.com. Of course. So I do want to preface this by obviously if we're talking about stockholm syndrome we are talking about stockholm sweden so there's some swedish (laughs) names places and words in here so please forgive my swedish okay part of my swedish i mean as long as you don't start talking like the swedish chef exactly actually understand exactly what you're trying to get at i think we'll be okay yeah 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 Mm -hmm. um Okay, so <clears throat> let's take you back to August 23rd, 1973. August 23rd. Did I say 23rd or 3rd? You said 23rd. I did. Well, that's good because that is the correct date. <laughs> August 23rd, 1973. Jan Eric Olsen, an escaped prisoner, enters the Credit Banken in Normalmstorg, Stockholm, Sweden, and he begins what would be a six-day hostage situation at the bank. Olsen was a skilled safe cracker um, that failed to return to prison after a furlough from his three-year sentence for grand larceny. So apparently he was on some sort of furlough. Didn't say exactly what it was for. I don't know if it was, um, you know, sometimes prisoners would get furloughed for uh, a sick family member or something along those lines. And then he wound up not coming back. So now he's like wanted 
escaped prisoner. <clears throat> so Olsen walks into the bank. He fires several shots with a submachine gun and announces that he's robbing the bank. He disguised his voice to sound American and yells out, the party has just begun. Wow. That, that's a very, uh, no, it's the opposite of an astute statement. Yes, yes, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, not a party. Somebody should have maybe clued him in on what a party actually is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I don't know the word in Swedish, but party is not the correct term no, in English. Yes. yes. So one of the bank employees immediately hits the silent alarm, prompting the arrival of two policemen. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little insider biz information here. Okay. As you all know, I work in the banking industry. Okay. You are told as a bank employee, if the branch is getting robbed, you do not hit the silent alarm until the robber has left the building. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yes, because if you, yes, that is correct. Sissy also used to work for a bank. You did too. I did too. But But I was more of a... um, You were on the desk more. I was on the desk Mm -hmm. more than a teller, Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. Um, And the reason why is exactly this. If the cops show up when the robber is still in the bank, you have basically set yourself up for a hostage situation. Yes. Well, when these two police officers arrive, Olsen injures one of the policemen, shooting him in the hand. The other police officer, he forced to sit in a chair in the lobby of the bank, and Olsen ordered him to sing a song. Oh, do we know what song it was? Um, it, yes. Hold on. Was it happy birthday? No, no, no. Talk amongst yourselves. Hold on. Happy birthday. What well, was a party? It was exactly. a party. Exactly. Was it, was it a, a birthday party? party? We for don't he's know. a jolly good fellow. Maybe. Maybe. For he's maybe. a jolly good robber. <laughs> for he's a jolly good. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I just feel like if you're going to say that he you know made what? him sit there, he should. You know what? Maybe he was a time traveler and he, st- he came back and he started singing. Um... This gets party started by Pink. I can't think of the way it goes right now because I'm coming up, so you better get this party started. Hold on. Um, <laughs> oh crap, Oli. It was in here. Hold on. Keep talking. I mean, if it was something in Swedish, we're not going to know. No. It no. wasn't. Like a Swedish lullaby? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was the Swedish national anthem. Like, <laughs> Flinky, <laughs> flinky <laughs> Flunky. Um, Man, you can lie about Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. I actually watched that episode the other day. That one's a good one. It is a good one. It is a good one. I watch Friends so often now that just like I incorporate their quotes in everyday yes. life, mm-hmm. and like I don't realize I'm doing it. No. So, and my fiance caught on to it, and he's like, "You're doing it again." I'm like, "I'm doing what again?" He goes, "The Friends thing." I'm like, mm-hmm. "I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I found it." Okay. Oh, okay. So the unharmed policeman sang out "Lonesome Cowboy." Not to be confused with Rhinestone Cowboy. Not to be confused like with Rhinestone, Rhinestone Cowboy. Cowboy. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that is an interesting choice. Wasn't it worth me waiting to look it <laughs> oh, up? Oh, it's good. I'm glad I know. It feels like the story kind of has a... Yes. A, it sets a picture in your mind. Yes. 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 Um, <laughs> I can't see, like, who it's by. Oh, I'm trying okay. to find out. Oh, wait. Lyrics of Lonesome Cowboy is sung by Elvis Presley. And you didn't know that? I did not know that. What? I know. That's a... <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. We want the we want the info. So he sang Lonesome Cowboy. Possibly the Elvis song, Lonesome Mm -hmm. Cowboy. Mm -hmm. 
So Olson, our robber, he then gathers four bank employees and forces them into the vault. Now, of course, this is back in the 70s where like the vault is this gigantic room. Mm-hmm. Now it's not like that. Not it's just a tiny safe, basically. Um, okay, so he made, makes his demands clear to the hostage negotiators who have now shown up on the scene. He wants $700,000 in both Swedish and foreign currency. He wants bulletproof vests, helmets, two guns, a fast getaway car, and the release of a fellow prisoner named Clark Olafsson. So Olafsson was currently serving a sentence for armed robbery and being an accessory in the 1966 murder of a police officer. Oh, wow. Mm. Yes. Now, the Swedish government, they actually approved the release of Olafsson in order for him to act as a liaison between the hostage negotiators and Olsen inside the bank. Um, And within just a few hours, both Olofsson and all of the ransom money, all the requests, and a blue Ford Mustang with a full tank of gas are at the bank. Oh, shit. Waiting for Olsen. Wow. In Very much so. Yeah. And before you go on with all those demands that he wanted, it kind of, as you started listing them, it kind of brought me back to when he did D.B. Cooper. Because yes. of the things that he wanted, I mean, obviously a little different because mm-hmm. he can't get a Mustang and like in jump out of a plane. True, true, true. But like the money. Unless the guns, you're in the Fast and the Furious. I was going to say. <laughs> that has happened. Unless in, you're Vin Diesel and exactly, Ludacris. Okay, yes. that's exactly. Fair. That has happened in several movies. That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yes, that's it brought me back. Yeah. yeah, real quick. Yeah, it's kind of DB Cooper esque. Yes, right. But on land, sands plane. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that the government asks of Olson is that both Olson and Olafson, which is very confusing, and very I apologize, um, that they leave the hostages behind safe when they leave. Mm-hmm. But Olson and Olafson want to leave with the hostages to guarantee their safe passage away from the bank. Okay. So Olson gets like pissed because they're not like fully coming to terms with exactly what he's requesting. Mm -hmm. So he picks up the phone and calls the Swedish prime minister to angrily threaten the life of one of the hostages named Kristen and Mark. So does he have the prime minister? 1-800 prime minister. I have no idea. (laughs) Like, is he like, wait, hold on a second. Like, I was just thinking the same thing. It's not like any one of us could pick up the phone and dial the White House. Exactly. Like, how, how, how? What up, primey? I got a question for you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That seems a little weird. That's weird. But apparently Olsen had the hookup. He had the hookup. Okay. So he threatens to uh, kill one of the hostages named Kristen and Mark. Uh, she like freaks out, of course, obviously, Doy. And the as the prime minister, as Olson's hanging up the phone, the prime minister is hearing her scream in fear. Okay, so now the world is like glued to the news and completely fascinated by the drama that's happening in Sweden. The public actually start calling into the local police uh, precincts to offer suggestions on how to force the hostage takers out of the bank. Everything from a concert of religious music by the Salvation Army Band to this is my favorite thing in the world. Okay. They suggested to the cops to release a swarm of angry bees into the bank to sting them into leaving. (laughs) I mean, it's not a bad plan, though. I mean, your first reaction if that was to happen is to flee. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all saw Tommy Boy. Bees! They're ripping my flesh off. And especially if they're allergic. That's sure. true. I mean, that could have been it. Yeah. I also don't think that was Tommy Boy. I think that was Black Sheep. It was Tommy Boy. Dude, it is Tommy Boy. 
The B scene is Tommy Boy. It is after they actually sell the... um, Before they realize that Rob Lowe and What's-Her-Face are married and they sign over the shares because they don't actually get all the sales on the sales trip because What's-Her-Face or Rob Lowe screwed up the deliveries. So they're driving around. They're all pissed. And David Spade is drunk. Fish in a barrel, man. Fish in a barrel. Town's the fish. People the barrel. (laughs) Fish in a barrel. Remember that line? Yeah, I remember that. And then they get... The it, cop, it's the bees. It's Tommy Boy. Ha! Okay. All right. I thought it was Black Sheep because they were in the woods. No, they were in the car. They were in the messed up I car. Know, I know in Tommy Boy they were in a car. I'm saying I thought it was uh, Black Sheep because they were in the woods in Black Sheep because they were. he sent them mm. away for the election. Mm. Yes. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I love Black Sheep. Pretty much Tommy Boy. I got a bowl of chocolate pudding in my underpants. (laughs) There's no chocolate pudding in there, buddy. Uh, Oh, little root. Okay, I could do Chris Farley quotes all afternoon. All right. The tension inside the bank, though, was very low. There was no tension. Everybody was like biffles by now. It's the next day. And even though Olsen had just threatened to kill her to the prime minister, Kristen Enmark herself then makes a call to the prime minister, expressing her disappointment about his treatment of the robbers and asking for their safe release. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not over this. Everybody being able to call the prime minister. <laughs> I agree. That's the weirdest part of the story. So strange. It's weird. It's very weird. Okay. Apparently, that's the way things roll in Sweden, or at least they did in 1973. So, okay. Okay. So now I'm going to take this another step because this is funny now. When you're born in Sweden, mm-hmm. do you get your birth certificate and the prime minister's number? Maybe. I think that maybe is it. It could it be. Has to be if everybody has it. It's just like in the phone book maybe. under P. <laughs> Maybe it's like in Spaceballs with one eight hundred. Also, anybody listening in Sweden, we're not trying to be disrespectful. No, no, we're just. No, we're just I just like yes. I, I'd call the Prime Minister of Sweden and be like, "What up? What Apparently, up? Yeah. we can do this." So, if you are in Sweden, can you please let us know? Because yeah. we're genuine, genuinely curious. I yes, agree. if this is just like a thing that I shouldn't be shocked by. Right. 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 Yeah. So, as we know, the whole idea behind Stockholm Syndrome, the hostages begin to bond with their captors. So, Olsen gives Kristen and Mark a jacket when she gets cold, the person that he just threatened to kill the day before. He calms her down when she had a nightmare and even gave her a bullet from his gun as a keepsake of the crime. Another one of the hostages, Birgitta Lundblad, was given the chance to call her family. And when she was unable to reach them, she got, like, upset. And the captors encouraged her to keep trying and don't give up. Oh. Okay. Yes. Uh, Elizabeth Oldgren told her captors that she was claustrophobic and she complained when she was in the vault. So they allowed her to take a walk outside the vault on a 30-foot rope leash. They tied a rope to her and let her, like do a lap and she was like oh he was so kind that he let me do that actually here it is right here elizabeth olgren told the new yorker a year later that even though she was leashed quote i remember thinking he was very kind to allow me to leave the vault i'm I'm literally speechless right now yes olsen's kindness uh gained favor and sympathy from the hostages quote well when he treated us well we could think of him as an emergency god. And that was a quote from the only male hostage named Sven Safstrom. Sven. Emergency god. Emergency god. 
No. I just oh. that's yeah, that's not a mm-hmm. game I would have. No, <laughs> no nope. not at all. Nope. No. So by the second day, um, the hostages and the captors are on a first name basis. They and they actually wind up starting to fear the police more than they fear Olson and Olafson. When the police commissioner, well, if somebody was going to send killer bees in. I would be. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, the idea of the guy with the gun or the killer bees. I I might choose the guy with the gun. (laughs) Exactly. He could shoot the killer bees. Exactly. Yes. Um, So the police. No, you're fine. The police commissioner winds up getting permission from the captors to go inside and just make sure everybody is like healthy and still alive, basically. And as he's in there inspecting the situation he notices that the captives are more hostile to him but really relaxed and jovial with the gunman the police chief tells the press that he doubts the gunman would harm the hostages because they had developed quote a rather relaxed relationship Kristen and mark once again calls up the swedish prime minister and pleads i know they're like biffles <laughs> and pleads with him to let the robbers take her with them in the escape car she says, quote, I fully trust Clark and the robber. I am not desperate. They haven't done a thing to us. On the contrary, they have been very nice. But you know, Olaf, that was the prime minister's name. Apparently, she's on a first name basis with him, too. What I am scared of is that the police will attack us and cause us to die. So she wanted them to, like, let her leave with them. Yeah. <sighs> Even when they threatened physical harm... Or even when the the robbers threatened them with physical harm, the hostages still saw compassion in their abductors. After Olson um, or Olson threatened to shoot Sven Safstrom in the leg to shake up the police, <laughs> which okay, uh, the hostage recounts to the New Yorker quote, "How kind I thought he was for saying it would just be my leg he would shoot." And then Kristen and Mark tried to convince him to take the bullet. By saying, quote, but Sven, it's just your leg. Yeah, because there's nothing valuable no, in, in your leg not that at yeah. all. could cause you to, I don't know, bleed out. <laughs> not, nothing at all. Yeah. It's disposable. It's it is. Disposable yeah, you have head. a whole other fucking uh, leg, no. Sven. Oh, Calm down. Yeah. How yeah. dare you be so greedy with your leg? You're so selfish, Sven. Yes. <sighs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, really. Okay. Um, so ultimately, the two men do no physical harm to any of their hostages. And on the night of August 28th, after more than 130 hours locked in the vault, the police pump tear gas into the vault and Olson and Olafson shortly surrender. Um, shortly surrender doesn't really make sense, right? They surrendered shortly after this happened. There you go. Um, the police directed the hostages to come out first, but the four captives continued to protect their abductors and refused to leave first. Kristen and Mark yelled, no, Jan and Clark go first. You'll gun them down if we do. So basically her, she's saying if the four of them leave first, they're going to shoot Olsen and Olafson. Yeah. So she wanted them to go first so they could like act as protection for the two of them so they could safely get Like away. a human bear. Kind of, yeah. In the doorway of the vault, the convicts and the hostages embrace, kiss, and shake hands. As the police sees the gunmen, two female hostages cry. One of them says, quote, don't hurt them. They didn't harm us. While Kristen Enmark was being wheeled away in a, uh, on a stretcher, she shouts to the handcuff, handcuffed Olafson, Clark, I will see you again. Okay, this is strange. So right? Weird. This is strange. So I weird. know. 
The hostages' attachment to and defense of their captors confused the public and the police, who even investigated whether Kristen and Mark actually helped plot the robbery. Mm-hmm. The captives were confused too. The day following her release, Elizabeth Oldgren asked a psychiatrist, Is there something wrong with me? Why don't I hate them? What would the psychiatrist say? Probably like, Yeah. <laughs> Or yeah, because it's Sweden. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> uh, uh, both Olson and Olafson, of course, were convicted, and Olafson was sentenced to an extended prison term for the robbery. But he claims, however, that since he didn't help Olson and only tried to save the hostages by keeping the situation calm, he was actually later acquitted. So he only served the remainder of his prior sentence that they released him from prison for. Olafson, the second guy who came. He went on to meet up with the hostage, Kristen and Mark, several times, and their families become friends. I was going to say, tell me they're married now. They're not. Okay. They're not. I was actually shocked to hear that, too. Okay. Um, He also committed several more crimes. Shocking. Because, wow, I'm so surprised. Olson was sentenced to only 10 years in prison. When Olafson and Olson were in prison, the hostages continued to make jailhouse visits to their former captors. This is the strangest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the phenomenon of the bond between the hostages and captors was so shocking and long-lasting, even after the men were convicted and released, that psychologists begin to study the robbery. Before long, the term Stockholm Syndrome would be used to describe the situation and others in which a hostage will become emotionally attached to their captor. I mean, okay, so, okay. They were in the safe... Um, they were in the safe with them for uh, the vault. Sorry, not the right. safe. For a hundred and what? Thirty hours. One hundred and thirty hours. Okay. I feel that if, and again, this is my own opinion. Mm-hmm. If it were me, it would take a lot longer than that for me to have some kind of connection with these people. And it seemed as though it was like overnight. That is that's ins- that is crazy to me. Yeah, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you were just putting on a brave face to fi- like figuring that this was going to save your life to do it this right. way, yeah, I would say, well, then it's, as soon as it was all over, it would stop. But the mm-hmm. fact that it continued is the even like that's the weirder, the stranger part. part yeah. Is yeah, that agreed. So there are four key components that characterize Stockholm syndrome. The first is a hostage's development of positive feelings towards their captor. Number two, no previous relationship between them existed. Okay. Three, a refusal by the hostages to cooperate with police and other government authorities. And four, a hostage's belief in the humanity of their captor ceasing to perceive them as a threat when the victim holds the same values as the aggressor. Okay, now here, (laughs) just throwing ideas out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're spitballing here yeah so i'm basically asking your opinions mm-hmm. now because they only shot the one cop in the hand mm-hmm. do you think that the stockholm syndrome would still be a thing if they actually like let's say killed one cop, of them oh or, or killed the cop or you know what i mean like do they think that they're like oh well these they're really not criminals because they're really not hurting anybody they're more like our friends than anything you know what i mean do you think it depended on how serious the crime was does that make sense it does make sense i don't know it's a very good question i don't know yeah i have oh so i think that if even if they would have killed the cops because of the way the story progressed and the fact that the um hostages 
eventually started to feel this some type of way against the cops, I think they would have been able to rationalize it that the cops were attacking their mm. lovely cap, uh, you know, captors or whatever, mm. and it would have they would have been able to rationalize that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's very it's very very strange to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I just. I mean, everybody has their thing. Yeah. The brain is a crazy thing and yeah. the way it works, but it's just, okay. Mm-hmm. Just no hate toward, you know, anybody, but it's just, it, it boggles yeah. my mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, I think the weird thing is the fact that it's not just out of this bank full of however many people. It's not just that it affected one person one way and everybody else. Like right, if they right. were across the board, it was, well, they're not so bad. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, because you figure if one person, and it just, it shocks me that um, Elizabeth, the one who called the prime minister 16 times, <laughs> she was... Kristen. Kristen, sorry. Yes. she Her life was threatened. Yes. And she's still like, oh my God, they're just so nice though. They didn't want to hurt me. Like, what's in the water? What is in the water? I don't know. Did they all take a sip of the, the Kool-Aid? The robber Kool-Aid? Yeah. Who knows? Well, I mean, were they hot? I, I don't think so, but I guess by 70s standards, they could they, have been. They could have been. Because, I mean, people yeah. thought Ted Bundy was hot. It's true. So it, it's all beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. But look at the, I mean, but just on that statement, the whole thing is look at how people follow, even if they're not good looking by our standards or whoever standards. If you have that air about you, that charisma, like people, yeah, like mm-hmm. people who followed Manson and people who followed that Jim Jones guy, like mm-hmm. it's yeah. just even people who follow like the Scientology people, like it's yeah. just this like way that I speak to you, and you know, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's just, and I wonder, yeah. it's like it was almost as if they created a mini cult, yes, in that short amount say, of time, exactly. If, if they didn't do that while in there, they probably would have became cult members because they of that mentality that they all right. four of them had right right i mean you well no well, i don't even think it was not on the part of the the victims on the part of the robbers of like the charisma their attitudes were such that they were able to bring these people to like follow them in a way like mm-hmm. a, a cult leader would right and protect them and mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i yeah I mean, they were in there for what 136 hours. You said no. That's the one where uh, that's the one where the guy chews off his arm. Well, that's 27 that's hours. That's 27 hours. That was it. Yeah. Yes. God, you couldn't have waited a little longer. You had to chop your arm off. It was only 27 Listen, hours. Here's the thing, though. It was in between two rocks. It was yes. in between a rock and a hard place. That's wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, it's 127 hours. No, I think it's just 27 hours. No, it's hours. not. It's 100. Didn't you say 136 hours? 130. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm six hours off. <laughs> it's uh, 120. It's not just 27 I'm Googling it. But I'm j- my whole thing is just whatever statements they released or had interviews with, that 136 hours is 30. 130 is quite a long time. Yes. So what else was discussed? What else was the conversations were had? Right, right, right. What other, I don't know, what other promises were made or whatever? I don't know. You know, I'd love to be a fly on the wall or a bee on the wall. I'd love to be a bee on the wall. I'd like to be an angry, hungry bee on the wall. Can you go ahead and tell everybody that I'm right? 
I, I know. mean, Charlie is right. Yeah. It is 127 hours. So that's yeah. 27 just didn't seem like enough stakes to chew Honestly, your arm off. I wouldn't have waited 27 hours. I agree it would have like, like, <laughs> exactly. Does he chew or cut? Cut, cut. I believe. Oh. He cuts. I've never actually seen yeah. the movie, no, so I neither. could be I mean, blatantly lying. I would not want to sit there with my arm in between a rock and a hard place for that long. No, like either fucking, I would either kill myself or no. I would either unalive myself or I would have done that in like within an hour. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. No. Well, the pain had to be excruciating. Yes. Of being stuck between the rocks? Yes. In the chasm? Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, yeah. And eventually you'd lose feeling in the arm. Yes. So yes, it might as well choppy choppy. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. then you have a chance to possibly get Libby, out. Libby, Libby. Yeah. yeah, which you did. Yes, yes he did. is alive. Um, he is alive. Did you ever see the meme? It was like, if you watch 127 hours backwards, it's a heartwarming story about a man who finds an arm in the, yeah. in the wilderness <laughs> or something like that. I'm like, that's fucking funny. In the case. Uh, I love, love it. Okay. Love it. I have one last uh, paragraph. Okay. So Olsen spends years behind bars before being released in 1980. Uh, Once he's freed, he marries one of the many women who sent him admiring letters while he was incarcerated. Um, And it was apparently a rumor that it was one of the uh, the captives, but it was not. It was just a random woman that would send him letters. Uh, They moved to Thailand. And in 2009, he released his autobiography entitled Stockholm Syndrome. I need to read this now. So yeah, that is the story of the origins of the psychological phenomenon of Stockholm syndrome. That's crazy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Like I knew it had to do with like a bank. Like I mm-hmm. knew the basis of it, but I didn't realize the specifics. It's just I have so many questions and no goddamn answers. Well, you so should many. read that book. I think I'm going. Maybe to. they'll uh, tell you the mystery of why they all have the prime minister's phone number. <laughs> in this book <laughs> maybe maybe true this is true I, I would hope that that would be the introductory the introduction to the book yes yeah. be like i know a lot of people have been asking yes. this question yes yes um i'm curious if it was one of those things of and this is just again total speculation i was not there i wasn't even born yet um but maybe the prime minister was involved in like calling in with like the hostage negotiators maybe he had like a hold of that so they were like the hostage negotiators were able to patch them through to Mm. the prime minister yeah like give me a hold of the prime minister (laughs) just like that that's what they would have said get me hold of the prime minister exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah. so yeah well thank you stockholm syndrome interesting thank you charlie Story. <laughs> <laughs> it had a beginning, middle, and, and an end. end. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. I learned something today. You know, it was I, actually, I learned a few things today. Yes. I learned that everybody has a prime minister's number. Yes. In, I, in Sweden, specifically. In, in, in Sweden. Yeah. In Sweden. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I learned that these robbers probably would have went on to be cult leaders yes because that's what it sounds like mm-hmm. and i also learned that the cop that and this was the cop that got shot in the hand no this was the other cop who sang who sang mm-hmm. this is that's amazing yeah that's amazing yeah and to keep the spirits up in the vault Olafson would walk around singing killing me softly but softly by roberta flack Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe maybe they were charmed by his voice. Maybe. maybe but the, the song really touched them. Yeah. So I think in the TV movie, Josh Groban should play him. <laughs> that would really give credence to, to that. Um, yeah. So that's okay. that's kooky. 
that's the story. And we learned one other thing. What's that? Criminal Minds is cerebral. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cerebral yeah. kids. Use it in a sentence today. <laughs> it's an SAT word. Yes. <laughs> that And uh, what was yours? Behooves. Behoove. It behooves you yes. uh -huh. to watch Another Criminal word. Minds because it is so cerebral. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. All right. Well, Charlie, yeah. thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So, guys. Well, first, Sissy, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having oh, me. Oh, were you going gonna, to? I was going to put it in there, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to put it in there. I apologize. God. I can't stole, do anything. I stole your thunder. I apologize. <laughs> it's fine. My bad. It's fine. She was going to be like the, the grand finale. Right. So... <laughs> now that Charlie so rudely cut me off, Sorry. let me try that again. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, guys, oh, and another thing. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, I swear to God, I'm going to throw something. At you. We have we volunteered to spend a whole night. I know. Yes, you did. Look, we're here voluntarily. You are. We're not going to be here and get Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> we're not being held hostage. No, you're voluntarily hanging out. With yes, me. true. And yes. I don't even have the prime minister's phone number. Nope. You know what? We're leaving. After this, we're leaving. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have the Prime Minister's phone number, we're done. Pew, pew, pew. Any hoosers. So, if you don't want us to hold you hostage and make you fall in love with us, um, I suggest that you send in some story suggestions. Yes. That was a really bad segue. That was a weird segue because right. one does not make no, the other one. But you know what, though? I have to try. Every time I do the I outro, I have to try. I appreciate it. So let's send in those story suggestions. Yes, please. Um, we really, really enjoy them. Mm -hmm. As you guys can tell, we've been doing them as much as we can. So mm -hmm. please keep them coming. And they don't even have to have anybody die in them. No. No. It could be anything and everything that mm -hmm. is crime related crimey um yeah and you could do that by sending an email to bedcrimestoriespod at gmail.com mm -hmm. or you could slide up into those dms on our instagram at bedcrimestories instagram the, the, oh, the instagram i'm sorry the instagram mm -hmm. we do have a twitter don't use it no twitter is a terrible platform yeah. my opinion in no, my opinion it's a cesspool of human filth of garbage yes mm -hmm. As always, please be kind. Be the band-aid. Yes, please. Like just just be a good person. Mm -hmm. Don't hold up a bank. No. And keep people captive and make them fall in love with you. Don't do it. And or be a cult leader. Don't exactly. do that either. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean if you have the prime minister's number. I mean I don't know. Yeah. Use it. Yeah, use yes, it. Use it. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> don't forget to like, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, man. Tell a friend. Hit that like and subscribe button. Yep, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Punch it. What do they say on YouTube? Don't they? Isn't it like punch it or click? It's something different than click it. Like hit that. Hit that. Hit that. Yeah, hit that. That's what you, oh, okay. Oh yeah. Hit that like and subscribe. Yeah. yeah that's that's literally, okay. literally just said that. <laughs> okay. On that note, everybody. Have a good rest of your day. Oh, no. No, I'm sorry. That is not on the end of that note. You threw me off at the beginning of this. Thank you, Sissy, for being part of our pod today. Yes. It has been a pleasure. It has been a blast. And blast. you are always welcome to record with us. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I may have to... Uh be a frequent flyer on on the guest here you should yeah you should yeah we're gonna have to send you some zoomy invites when we yeah. do zoom calls yes. or yeah mm -hmm. that'd be fun or we can zoom you in while we're recording in person that would uh -huh. be fun oh, that oh i don't nice. know if we could do that well yeah, yeah you we might can, be able to yeah. sign in with my zoom we'll account. fucking figure it out we'll figure it out but yeah. anyway thank you so much for being here sissy oh well, thank mm -hmm. you we love you we appreciate you mm -hmm. um 
everybody listening, we love and appreciate you too. Sure do. Have a good rest of your day, your night, your weekend, your bonfire, and that the context <laughs> doesn't fix. We didn't tell them we're having a we're having a bonfire tonight. No, we did. Didn't we tell them at the beginning? No, no we just said we're having a sister night. Okay, well we're having a fucking bonfire. <laughs> We're having a motherfucking mama, and we're going to eat some motherfucking s'mores. Hell yeah. And giant marshmallows. With, giant, with giant marshmallows. So, Sissy brought these marshmallows. <laughs> that These marshmallows are literally the size... Of a softball. Of a softball. Uh, actually, I said the size of the marshmallow man that, you know, Stay takes puff. over... Sorry, the state puff marshmallow man. That takes over New York City. Yes. That's, that's how big they are. Yeah. We don't have a chocolate bar that's as big as that, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. We'll right. manage. We'll figure it out. Anyway, we love you guys. Mm-hmm. We'll see you all next week. But until then, sweet, sweet dreams. dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was an unhinged episode. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.